0: Hey, welcome to Youth Pastors Anonymous podcast. It is Sam and Frodo here, and we are looking forward to another week. And this week, we are talking about stereotypes of the youth pastor, such as he's just the overgrown child, or he's not a real pastor, or he or she, depending on your <laughs> beliefs. But we'll, we'll touch on that on another episode. And then the other thing we're going to talk about is disgusting things that happen at youth group. So buckle up. Here we go. Okay, so
1: youth pastor stereotypes, Frodo. Let's hear it. Okay. Youth pastors are just like baby pastors, junior pastors, not real not seen as real pastors. They're more overgrown kids. What do you think? Have you gotten this before? I think this is...
0: Okay, I do the the Facebook quizzes on what's your real age. And it yeah. comes out as 12 every time. <laughs> so there may be something to say about the... I've um, gotten like
1: 40 before.
0: The ability so. to be younger. But I think that is what you want out of a youth pastor. You want yeah. somebody who can actually relate to the 10-year-old grade 5 who's walking through the door. Mm-hmm. And you want somebody who can relate to the grade 12 and knows. The difference is, is you can act like a child, but you have to know when to turn it off.
1: Yes. You have you're not supposed when, to act like yeah. a child, like on Sunday mornings during yes. the, the service. You
0: have to know when, when it gets serious, you have to be able to, to deal with that and to demand control of a room. Yes. Um, when you're reading God's word, this is not a time for joking around.
1: Like. Or praying. Yeah. I've seen that before where youth pastors like. They've kind of come out of their message and it's a funny Mm -hmm. message and then they'll like pray and they'll make a joke and it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, and I've been probably guilty of
0: making a random joke during prayer, but not like so off the cuff where it's inappropriate.
1: Yeah. Like
0: talking about snack or something like that. Yeah. Um, Or guinea pigs
1: as we've talked about before. Yeah. Hamsters. (laughs) Well, and that's the other thing that I think feeds into it is Mm -hmm. when youth pastors be inappropriate for like the sake of being edgy or something like that. Like they'll just make an inappropriate joke. And the temptation's
0: real. Like I like to think I'm funny, um, and have some good jokes, but there's a balance of learning what's offside and what's not offside. Um, like one of my favorite jokes is what's the difference between snowmen
1: and snowwomen and it's snowballs. (laughs) <laughs> and we can't say balls at our preteen because they can't handle it so, so I have to call them orbs orbs <laughs> snow orbs snow orbs um and I was in the middle of telling that joke to try to
0: get their attention I was like hey I got a joke for you what's doing snowmen and snow <laughs> I said nothing now shut up and be quiet so we can read the Bible and I was like I caught myself in that moment yeah um and so there is that stigma of, like, you're trying to be hip and cool. I don't understand, like, the hipster movement with the fat, like, barb from Stranger Things glasses and the fact that you always need to be in flannel yeah. and the tight pants and boots. And not only do you have to be in flannel, but you have to have, like, a sweater and then a jacket over top of your sweater. Yeah,
1: there's kind of two stereotypes where it's, like, you're that cool hipster guy with the flannel and or you're, like, a middle-aged... A guy with long hair who's still trying to live in his glory days. Yeah. yeah. I get, what did I hear the other day? You are
0: straight out of the 1990s West 49 catalog. I I can see that. I'm sorry. I just, I've been wearing jeans or pants (laughs) and a hoodie since, since the 90s. And I I don't see a need to change that. No, not Um,
1: at all. I can't, I can't get over skinny jeans. I I just feel like they're too uncomfortable for me. And I I've, I went through my flannel phase as well. I think I'm past that. I'm past the point where I'm trying anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I gave up on trying.
1: Yeah. Um, the Like, for instance, I, I don't use Snapchat. And, like, everyone thinks I'm crazy because, like, I'm in youth ministry. I should use Snapchat. But, like, I just see the danger of that. And mm-hmm. they think I'm, like, totally out of touch in that way.
0: Yeah. I am an anti-Snapchatter. Me too. I think it is the gateway to hell. Um, <laughs> is that too harsh i don't know maybe probably
1: not for snapchat
0: yeah it could be there's zero accountability i don't like the fact that leaders have snapchat i don't like the fact that kids have snapchat i don't like the fact that snapchat back in the day before social media and msn Mm, MSN. you had to actually walk up to a girl (laughs) and talk to her face to to face yeah. And if you wanted to kiss her or know something about her or anything past that, which is past the line, you had to have enough courage to muster up and say something to her face. Yeah, now you can Now you hide behind a screen. Yeah. You send a Snapchat and if it gets erased you could go, Oh, that wasn't for you, I'm sorry, or awkward like yeah. well, this is awkward now. And the we I talked to to um, youth kids about this. I was like, I don't
1: get it. I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. And but they're all using it still. Yeah, I've have talked against it as well. But and I think that leads into the the youth pastor being just like a, an overgrown kid because yeah. there's so many leaders and youth pastors who are using Snapchat, and it's like it it doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. at all because especially my leaders, like the fact that that snap can go away in five or ten seconds. Um, You never know what you're going to get when you're going to open that up. So I told my leaders, don't add any youth on Snapchat. I avoid it. But there's youth pastors that do that, and it feeds into the stereotypes.
0: Like, what if your youth ministry has a Snapchat account? Like, I, I just think you're asking for trouble. Yeah. We no different than in a relationship, the whole goal. Oh, where's the line? Well, instead of looking at the line, maybe just look at Jesus and be like, let's be more like Jesus. Yeah. I don't think Jesus would have had Snapchat. No,
1: I don't think so. Would Jesus have had Instagram or Facebook? Definitely. Before? He would have had Instagram because he's, he's over 14. So. <laughs> it's just old people on Facebook now. <laughs> well, Facebook was taken over by the moms. It really was. Yeah, yeah it's insane because all my kids are on Instagram now. And I literally only have Facebook groups for the parents.
0: Yeah, I almost started a youth Facebook group. I had it built up, and then I hit it, and I'm like, no kids are ever going to use this. Yeah. It's going to be a parent group, so yeah, I might just as well parents. just send out an email.
1: Yeah, but my <laughs> leaders still use Facebook over email, hmm. so I send out leader emails on Facebook instead of email.
0: See, we downloaded a group chat app for the leaders. And so all the leaders have this app that we chat through. Yeah. Um, Some of them were resistant to it, but the problem is you can't iMessage all the leaders when you have one or two who don't have an iPhone.
1: Yeah, that's annoying. I think all youth leaders should have iPhones. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, youth ministry
0: is is Apple, uh, Garden of Eden, Hello. Yeah. It's obviously not Windows.
1: Yeah. That's where the logo came from. Yeah. The bite out of the Apple.
0: Yeah. Adam and Eve. That sounds like trouble. It sounds like... Yeah, anyways, we, we won't go down that route. Too yeah. edgy,
1: edgy too means edgy. for edgy teens. Yeah. So what about a youth pastor who's seen as like the junior pastor, so he doesn't really get too many times to speak. And when he does, it's like, everyone's kind of nervous about what hmm. he's going to say. I, I think as a youth pastor,
0: your responsibility is to maybe prove people wrong. Maybe I'm yeah. just that type of person though, where I'm like, you don't like me, I'm going to make you love me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. not in a creepy way, yeah. but just in the sense of like, I want to make sure that your opinion of me is high. I'm mm. not a big people pleaser. No. However, I want to show that, hey, you hired me, and and when the pulpit needs to be filled and I have the opportunity to do that, that you can trust and there's responsibility to that. Yeah.
1: 1 um, Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but be an example. I think that's like the key for, even if you're not a young youth pastor, Mm -hmm. because there's youth pastors who are like 40 and 50, which is impressive in my opinion. They've still got the leather,
0: the leather belts with the the chrome spikes on them and boots with flames on the boots still. And and the chain that goes from their pocket, like their side to their wallet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love those things. You'll (laughs) never lose your wallet. (laughs) Never lose your, never get pickpocketed. Yeah. So imagine if you walked into your youth group this Wednesday with all that stuff on. The sad part is we're getting to a point where we could do,
0: you know how you used to do retro night and everyone would dress up in like their 80s workout gear or whatever with all the spandex and the colors. Yeah. That stuff's almost trendy again. And you would have to do like 90s night where you have kids coming with like, Kurt Cobain wigs on and like the grunge movement or, <laughs> like yeah, it would be scary. I'd be like, oh man, I still own this stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: And I if feel, you still uh, own
1: it, I would throw it out. To be honest,
0: I'm trying to think what do I own. I own a chicken onesie. Wow, and a banana costume.
1: See, you're just feeding into the stereotype. Inflatable, now. <laughs> inflatable <laughs> banana costume <laughs> and a chicken onesie. Hmm. So to finish this off, how do you avoid being seen as a stereotype by your church members?
0: Know when to turn it on and know when to turn it off. Yeah. When you are in conversation with an adult, act like an adult. I think the youth pastor role is the hardest because it is the chameleon of the church. Right. You are, and this isn't saying you aren't to be authentic and genuine, but this is knowing, know the people you're around. Yeah. Um, be aware socially when you're around with kids yeah go have a great time be a little bit crazy and out there and uh and be engaging with the kids because that's the other thing is you mm-hmm. we're i i say this kindly but there's a bit of it's time to read the leaders a riot act once in a while about stop hanging out with each other and and youth pastors are guilty of this too mm-hmm. they hang out with their leaders more than the kids yeah stop hanging out with each other we're here for the kids Um, and we try to be, my wife and I go, okay, after youth come over, we'll do nachos or games and drink some pop and chips and whatever. Yeah. Um, and have a leader time to socialize. But there always needs to be that reminder. Why are you there? You're there for the kids. Yeah. Um, you're there to build relationships, to show them Jesus, like through your example and, and to be able to articulate the gospel and and God's love for them. Yeah.
1: I think that's, that's a good principle. Be a chameleon. Because even even in your youth night, like, I go up and do announcements, and this is mainly for our preteen group, but I go up and do announcements, and I'm screaming, and I'm, I'm crazier than I normally am, mm-hmm. and I'm exaggerating myself, yep. but then it comes time to, like, explain the game, and I shut it right down, and we yep. get serious. Um, then we come back up after the game, and when it's the message time or it's small group time... You, you're you not fooling around anymore. No. Like, that's the time to, to make it serious. And they see that, too. Yeah. They see you have that side where you can kind of let loose, but yeah. you, you have that serious side. You have to be able be to swing.
0: The youth pastor role is dynamic. Um, the other thing I hate, youth pastor stereotypes. I hate, hate, hate when pastors who do not want to be youth pastors take a youth pastor position as a stepping stone. Oh, yeah. And
1: a foot in the door of the pastoral
0: office. Yeah.
1: I'm just going to call it out right now. If anyone is out there listening to this and that is your plan for three years to be out of youth ministry and you just got this to get the experience. Just quit now. Yeah. Just leave now. (laughs) You aren't welcome in this club anymore. Or change your attitude. Yeah. You could do that too, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does that sound too harsh or bitter? I had a professor no, and he was pretty so. adamant about you better not like the the fires of Mordor. He would mm-hmm. be not pleased with you. Yeah. yeah,
1: And we would know. Yeah. We would know about the fires of Mordor. Yeah.
0: You would not be in the fellowship of the youth pastor ring. No. So I feel like that would be fun to get a bunch of youth pastors together and film a, a, a youth pastor journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of youth
0: pastors playing different characters of the Lord of the Rings. We should do it. Yeah. Coming soon. Coming soon. (laughs) It'd just be be funny. Um, On that care and chameleon aspect, is there a line when you care for kids and you do a youth event such as like a survivor or a fear factor event, is there a line where you're just abusing kids for your own pleasure and watching them Drink sardines that have been <laughs> yeah, smoothied. And... I
1: think so. Well, yeah, this is definitely a stereotype that, like, you have to do gross games and they're, <laughs> they're there for that. I really think that was, like, we grew up in late 90s, early 2000s youth ministry. And at that time, that was cool. Like, <laughs> I remember eating crickets and, like, s- s- my friend ate a full goldfish, like a live goldfish. Huh. Um, that sounds we, disgusting. We had a Fear Factor night where they made, like, basically a coffin and then they poured all these uh like worms on this girl and she had to find the keys and stuff it was crazy um but I think those days are over you think so yeah because I did a fear factor night and if you could see me I was just doing quotes hand quotes (laughs) (laughs) but we did a fear factor night and it was in my opinion it wasn't that bad but to them it was absolutely disgusting i did things like bobbing for spam so i put like chunks of spam that's not that bad spam is disgusting but they hated that at the start of my not go
0: at this i was talking about jesus feeding five thousand like feeding the multitude with bread and fish and I went the only way I can figure out how to feed you guys all out of one filet of fish meal from McDonald's is to blend it up in a blender yeah and so I blended up the fries and a coke and a filet of fish and I I started drinking it in front of them and I went okay this is this is disgusting yeah they probably just think it's gross and at the same time there's a few kids like can I try after (laughs) and I'm like you are nuts yeah um yeah, but I, I don't understand the, the bug eating. We had No, it one, was pretty gross. One youth pastor I know decided it would be funny to freeze mayonnaise and then bring it out like vanilla ice cream and scoop it and be like ice cream eating competition. Oh, that's and these disgusting. kids were like, Okay, I don't want to get brain freeze And yeah, was, that, that it, was the biggest
1: of their, <laughs> that, <laughs> their, was worries. their worry. That, that was their worry. That was their worry and then they, they get the first scoop in and they go, Oh my goodness, this is frozen mayo Like
0: I, I yeah. don't know what goes through some, some,
1: and, but the other thing is like, so when I, for going back to fear factor as well, like when I had the leaders meeting before and I was explaining it, yeah. they were super excited because it's the same thing. That's what it's they grew up with. Right. Yeah. Um, but then like we did it and it was for the most part, a complete fail. Yeah. Um, what about so the milk one. chugging challenge? The, you can't drink it. I, I wouldn't do that.
0: So cause I can't do that. Well, nobody can. Apparently yeah. it's impossible.
1: But don't you like puke after
0: yeah, I don't think you can hold a, a full thing of milk in your stomach my cousin so. my cousin's youth group they had a hundred dollar bet they would buy you any type of milk you wanted to drink, so chocolate milk, skim milk, almond milk, whatever It doesn't matter yeah. um, you can choose the milk if you complete it within an hour and hold it down for the rest of the youth event at the end, they'll give you a hundred bucks
1: the joke of milk, yeah, you complete it in an hour, yeah. You have to
0: complete it in an hour and hold it down for the rest of the evening, and you get a hundred bucks.
1: I'd take that challenge. You would. I think so. That sounds disgusting. A hundred bucks. And I, you have an, a full hour to drink it. You have a full hour to drink it. I think I could do it.
0: Okay. What for the? And let like we have a we have a youth event coming up. Uh, like, what? Is it? Just eat it. Maybe we'll put some kids on the side. And give them the challenge. Yeah. And we'll have them at the side table while the rest of the evening's going on.
1: That would be so interesting to see.
0: It's impossible, man. Impossible. I don't know. You cannot do it, Sam. Maybe I'd never want to drink milk again. Uh, I would take chocolate milk because I don't really like drinking like milk in the milk. first I love chocolate milk. And that probably mm. doesn't help the stereotype when we go out for staff breakfast and I order chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And what'd you have last time? You had like, what was it? Hot dogs? And hot dogs? <laughs> chocolate milk and <laughs> oh, hot dogs. Chocolate milk and hot dogs. Oh, man. Yeah. So like we do, we do things that are definitely the stereotype and stuff. Like I come into the church with all these, this weird stuff. Yeah. And the receptionist is always like oh. curious what I have in the bag yeah. and everything. But there's also like, there is that element you where need it's like to totally. Be. Yeah. But it's the chameleon, it's the chameleon don't principle. be afraid
0: to laugh at yourself. Yeah. If you think you're Captain Serious in youth ministry, then you're probably the biggest joke in youth ministry.
1: Let's say this too. If you're gonna do gross games, you should be willing to do it as yes, well. Yes. I, I I maybe 100% that's the, agree. maybe that's the line.
0: Maybe you're the line.
1: Yeah. But But I feel like we have more of a tolerance.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not into eating gross things. I'm into quantity. I would do like a Let's see who can polish off a full pizza the fastest. That would be fun. I would do that. I would do that. I might even do the milk challenge. You tell me you need a live goldfish? Heck no. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, last story. Goldfish story. I watched this on YouTube. You can find it. There's this pastor, and I was looking up, like, sermon analogies. He's talking about kids being missionaries in their high school and how they've been placed. And would you, all these people around them are dying and going to hell. And you have this opportunity to save them. And he has this bowl of goldfish on the stage. And he's like, Don't you love goldfish? And he's walking through this. And all of a sudden, he <laughs> starts to take all the goldfish into the net. And he puts them in his hand and he chucks them amongst the kids. What? And he's like, It's your responsibility to save the goldfish. <laughs> and all these, some of them are screaming. And other kids are like picking up the goldfish and walking them back up to the stage and putting them in. And he goes, That's how you should be responding in your high
1: schools. Wow. I think they would just think he's crazy. Part of me wants to do it. That would be an
0: interesting experiment. And part of me is like, this would just be too distracting anyways.
1: Yeah. That would have to be like, end of a sermon. Yeah. Because you're not getting the You'll never that. get their attention back. Huh. I feel like... Interesting tactic. Yeah. Have you heard... I guess this will be the last story. Have okay. you seen that video where the guy's like... On, he's, this is a Sunday morning, and it's a youth pastor. He' was like, "You know one, one day this kid he was just he's just being a real jerk, you know and and he was just pushing my buttons and and I just I punched him right in the chest. I crumpled that kid. And he said, "Ben, you need to get serious with God." That changed his life right there. and then the video ends with he's like you know sometimes that's necessary you just need to punch a kid for the gospel (laughs) i feel like those are very similar just so extreme yeah that it's like what is going on
0: if you're ever bored there's a church that does extreme baptisms and it's like wrestling moves they're like (laughs) chokeslamming people (laughs) into the baptism deck i'm sorry maybe this is why we're cast as as children because we watch fail videos and and like bad sermon illustrations and and stuff like that. We could post a whole bunch of fun links on YouTube of, of things you would just laugh at yeah. and shake your head at. And hopefully you're not that pastor who's listening. I and it's like, not. oh, that was such a powerful message.
1: <laughs> it changed 50 <laughs> I,
0: kids' lives. Yeah. Five kids got saved. Yeah, it changed all the lives. One kid got hit in the face <laughs> with a goldfish and he's never stopped preaching the gospel since. <laughs> if that's what it takes, yeah, I guess. But I, I think that um, that God can change people's heart more than a goldfish Or a punch in the chest. Definitely. See you next week.